Hey, buddies. Welcome once again. It is I, your host, Jason Rudy, coming to you from Desperate Visions Productions. Uh, yeah, so doing four films right now. Doing Emmanuel in Sin City, Emmanuel and the Man Eaters of Midtown, The Tracy Triangle, and last but certainly not least, Lady Hyde. So, four films right now in production. By the time you listen to this episode, um, we'll be starting up, doing all that good stuff, and uh, we'll have them edited, wrapped, and all that good stuff, and ready to roll. 2021 would be a good estimate, because I'm going to try to do like four films, and then edit, and then do like two more films, and then maybe we'll see after that. So I'll have like six films under my belt. Maybe even do eight, and then chill a little bit, and start doing more. But So, that's that's the goal. But for this, this is the Franco Observer Report. And this is Franco Observer Podcast, not Report. But there's a report on this, Virgin Report, episode 36. Um, Young Frauen Report, Virgin Report, West Germany, 1971. Alternative titles. Uh, Belgian French poster, English translation, Virgins in Love. Uh, La Virgis, Elete L'Amour. Um, and then the f- shooting title is Defloweration, which is pretty right to the point, I guess. So, yeah, this is like a report film. There was a lot of school reports and uh, marriage report, and I think the other report films, a West Germany type done by different directors and uh, a lot of softcore sex stories, uh, interludes, vignettes type deals um, written and done with fake like doctors and narrations and all that type of stuff to give it a medical type degree. Like it's a report, like a like a medical report or a special report. Uh, timeline, shooting date. They did this in two sections uh, while they were filming other films like uh, Christine, Princess of Eroticism, a.k.a. Virgin Among Living Dead, and uh, I believe um, Sexy Darlings or um, Robson and His Sexy Slaves or whatever. Um, and also I think the uh, Dracula Prisoner Frankenstein was starting right around this time, like a... The November part. So, yeah, the shooting date first part is May 28th to July 12th of 71. And then the second second shoot on it is uh, November 22nd to the 27th, like five days to do the other parts of it. Uh, let's see. They got the certificate in April 72, April 18th. And uh, Germany premiere was April 28th, 72. And played Belgium's Brussels, October 5th of 72. Theatrical running time, West Germany, 78 minutes. West Germany, the short version of it, is 66 minutes, 20 seconds. Cast and crew, all right. Haas, Hans Haas Jr. plays Adam from Adam and Eve. Uh, the student's boyfriend in two roles. Uh, Eva Garden, Garden returns as Anna. And then we have Ingrid Ingelborg Steinbach. She's the bride-to-be. Uh, and then we have Diane Winter. So yeah, Ingrid Steinbach. She was also in uh, the Robinson, Robinson Island film, and uh, yeah, she's in this one as well. So it's framed at the same time. And Howard Vernon is the medieval deflower and Anna's father and the Inquisitor. He plays three roles because he is the mighty Howard Vernon. Herbert Weisbach plays the Lord of the Manor. Christina von Bloch, the beautiful, plays Eve and plays a student and a virgin being tested. Three roles. Robert Costor. Isn't it? Uh, Frederick Quant credited. Uh, let's see. Linda Hestricker plays the Inquisitor's Helpers, Squaw, and Woman in Hammock. Three roles. Britt Nichols is in it, and Virgin with a Dildo. Nice, nice uh, credit. Victor Mendez is, I think this is his first film with Franco. He's awesome. He plays the kidnapped girl's father and plays Heinrich Zimmer and the bride to be's father. Two roles. Yeah, two roles. Kidnap Girl's Father and the Bride to Be's Father. Uh, Rosita Palomares is Rosita Palomares, Foreskin Biter, Eric's favorite part. Uh, Antonio de Cabo, the Cambodian priest, and Hubert Frank is the interviewee in Dark Glasses. Credits Director Jess Franco, Documentation and Screenplay, Paul Alexander from a Story Idea by Arthur Bronner. Director of Photography, well, Franco didn't write this, that makes sense because it's not really well written. Director of Photography, Jose Clement, editor Renee Engelman, music Daniel White and Rolf Bronner. Title music, Rolf Bronner. Executive High Producer, Carl Heinz Matchkin. Producer, Maria Teresa Cardell. Uh, costumes, Nicole Franco. And this is his wife. Um, let see, uncredited. Producer, Arthur Bronner. Director of Street Sequences, Hubert Frank. Uh, what else we got here? 
Uh, production notes. One of the weirdest films Franco churned out in the early 70s, Virgin Report, is his not very faithful contribution to the Report series of German erotic pseudo-documentaries, which I had stated. Purporting to be a Vox Populi study of sexual mores around the world, the Report films centered around almost exclusively on the sexual habits of the young and beautiful. Um, the films decorate softcore cliches or clinches with the patina of dramatic record-keeping as straight-laced but prudent middle-aged male interviewers try to, as it were, get their heads around promiscuous youth culture. Shooting took place from May 28, 71 to July 12, 71, with further footage added in November 71. Location work was already gathered from flying visits to the Azores, Madeira, Portugal, Morocco, Turkey, and Brazil. The whole thing took just 38 shooting days in all. Um, considering that this is Jess Franco's contribution to the artistically unambitious Schoolgirl Report series, Virgin Report is a surprisingly complicated little number, far more eventful and amusing than one might have supposed. The material zips back and forth from historical recreations to Vox Pop interviews to dramatizations of the love lives of modern girls. The connective tissue may be thin and the jump cuts between Subjects arbitrary, but Franco lends droll wit and manic energy to the project, where one might have expected a lackadaisical effort. Virgin Report is actually a light-footed, cod anthropological frolic around the subject of virginity, east and west, past and present. And uh, then they go through basically scene by scene of the film, which we go through in the review coming up. Um... Casting crew, Ingeborg Steinbach plays a blonde bride-to-be in the medieval segment who's made to sleep with her elderly priest. Steinbach stuck around for Franco's next film, Sexy Darlings, as did Herbert Weisbach, who plays the priest. He's the pharmacist in Sexy Darlings. Uh, Hans Haas Jr., the German pop star who appeared in Bloody Judge and X312, Flight to Hell, lets it all hang out as Adam in the Garden of Eat sequence and pops up again for the final discotheque sequence. Eva Garden, fresh from... Um, Dr. Mabuse and El Moreto Hesla Moletes plays Anna, a breast-fondling young lovely forced into a hasty marriage. Virgin Report marks the first time we see the rotund visage of Victor Mendez, a Portuguese actor who would go on to play many a butterball rogue in Franco's films of the 1970s. Fans of Franco's A Virgin Among Living Dead should keep their eyes peeled during Virgin Report. The two films are like sisters. Both focus on virginity, satirically in Virgin Report, and poetically in A Virgin Among Living Dead. They also share numerous cast members. There's a full frontal appearance from Christina Von Blanc. Brent Nichols make a brief cameo as a virgin deflowering herself on a silver dildo. Uh, the dildo will return to sprayed black for its next appearance. Linda Hostrucker is the Native American woman impaling her vagina on a broken tree branch. Rosa Palmares is the orthodontical circumcision practitioner, the unknown Portuguese actor who sits outside the abandoned chapel in Virgin Only Dead, plays Ingborg Steinbach's father, and the actor who plays the lecherous old doctor in that film is a lecherous old monk here. Um, locations. Many sequences were shot in Sintra, Portugal, and for the first time in Franco cinema, we see the Palace of Montessert, here used as the abode of a Cambodian priest. The Vox Pop interviews about virginity were conducted at various locations in Berlin, uh, including Yaxermar uh, Strauss near Bachnor Zoo Station. Um, it says, uh, Virgin Report is one of a plethora of softcore sex films bankrolled in the wake of the hugely successful um, Schoolgirl Report in 1970, directed by Erst Hopfbauer and produced by Wolf Hartwig's Rapid Films. Heartbreak uh, and Rapid was subsequently bankroll three Franco films in the early 80s, Sadomania, Bloody Moon, and Linda. The usual format was a medley of faux interviews with teenage girls who looked closer to 25 than 16, intersped with interviews on the streets in which people were asked for their thoughts on the permissive society, teenage hedonism, sex in the modern world, etc., why all the documentary window dressing? Well, it's one of the oldest tricks in the book, dating back to the heyday of American exploitation. One hand wags a finger of moral and social concern, while the other hand reaches under your dirty raincoat to unzip your trousers. No one involved in the making of the film gives a fig about the issues. The crocodile pangs of consciousness are purely for the benefit of censor. The first schoolgirl report uh, grossed so much money that a series of identical sequels follow, directed either by... Hofbauer or his associate Walter Boos. The last film to bear the Schoolgirl Report brand name was Part 13, made in 1980. Um, 
like some time traveling greatest hits collection virgin report gathers footage from the sets of roughly contemporary franco films like sexy darlings and a virgin among living dead but also peeks back to previous successes uh, like Bloody Judge and forward to films not yet begun, the skit in which the Amazon women look forward to 1973's Machis films, while the African tribal rituals anticipate Devil Hunter. Um, let's see, what else do we got here? Um, the black and white segment dealing with phallic worship in ancient times is shot on overexposed high contrast stock. One wonders whether Franco was emulating the style of Aquatic Vampire, which had just been shot on set of his own Count Dracula the year before. There are two versions of the film, one 66 minutes and 78 minutes. The differences affect four scenes. Uh, there's basically longer shots of uh, the girl fondling herself, and then the uh, Roman abduction scene is 50 seconds longer. Climatic scene between Christina Blanca and Hans Haas is two and a half minutes longer. So, yeah, not, not too much crazy stuff. Um, Yeah, they asked for uh, cuts, and they got that. And let's see what else. Yeah, so that looks about it on this. Um, it's a fun little film. Um, goes quick. It's uh, you know, it's, it's like a jukebox, like they were saying, with the greatest hits. You just kind of watch something. If you don't like it, you go next to the next segment. Check it out, check it out. That type thing. It's a very short film, like we were saying. It's, uh, what is the running time on this again? Like 66 minutes, so just, just over an hour long. So that's not bad. Almost like a uh, TV show, you know? So, uh, yeah, so we're going to do that. Uh, I don't know if there's a trailer for this or not. I'll have to double-check my uh, DVD I got. I got the was the image DVD that was put out like 10 years, 15 years ago, something like that. It's 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 good copy. Um, Blu-ray. I wonder if this would be good on Blu-ray. I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's not really strong. It's more like uh, Around the World 80 Beds, which I talk about coming up on the review part. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I don't know, something like that. that but, uh, you know, we want all the Franco stuff out there, so... But yeah, you can get a hold of us if you want to talk to us and email us and all that good stuff at Franco Observer Podcast. I'm sorry, at Franco Observer at Yahoo.com. You know, I think we've been doing this long enough. I should know everything by now, but, you know, we're always doing new stuff. Uh, you can also find us at Facebook and Instagram at, there it is, Franco Observer Podcast. Uh, you can also download, please, the episodes, uh, rate, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Tell everybody about us. Please increase the numbers. We want to keep doing this. Uh, we have a good stock amount of people that listen. We have a good numbers. Um, but it seems to be always the same about, so we want to try to keep that going. You know, like any business or any shows, you always want to have new customers, new fans, all that stuff. And customers, shit, it's free. So we want to have all the cool people that like Franco. So if you want somebody you know that's cool and you want to make them cooler, get them to Jess Franco and tell them to listen to the Franco Observer podcast. I guarantee you, you'll get like four or five extra cool points just from doing that. So. And you're part of like this cool underground knowledge think tank of fellow Franco fans who gather and speak to each other on Facebook and all these cool groups like uh, El Franco Nomicon and Jess Franco and Lena Romay um, appreciation page. Those are two that I frequent quite a bit. And uh, shout outs to all my fellow Franco fans. It's cool, man. You start getting into these subcultures of people and you, there's a lot of cool people around. So Jess Franco fans are always a cool bunch because... Uh, we're like hardcores and we always get new people. Shit, I mean, like me, you know, within the last five years, I'm like a disciple. And before that, I was a fan, but, you know, now I'm like hardcore. So, you know, we all can do it. So, and we all do it for the man, Jess Franco, because our mission statement is praise and in memory of Jess Franco, bringing the name and films of Jess Franco to new eyes and ears. Like I said, that's what we all want to do. Um, so yeah, stick around uh, for the review part. We have Eric Whitwell and myself discussing Virgin Report and uh, bust his chops a few times and get in some good jokes. So um, try to have this always be light and fun and uh, get a couple laughs in because, you know, when you're having laughs, we all want to laugh along. So I hope you all are doing well and uh, you have a good day, a good evening, a good morning, a good day, wherever you are, whatever time this is. May you have a good day. Adios. Hey, buddies, welcome once again to the Franco Observer Podcast. I am your humble host, Mr. Jason Rudy, from Sacramento, California, home of Desperate Visions Productions, a uh, Sacramento-based production company that I started in 2007, cranked out 12 films, and getting ready to uh, crank out another three to six over the next year or so is the plan. 
presently, at the time of writing this episode, I just uh, wrote two scripts and completed two scripts for feature films in the span of about three weeks. And I'm uh, going to do another one and then start on those three films. And somebody who's going to help me along on those three films is my guest this week. Uh, you know him from such films as Chump Change and Sperm Sisters, Mr. Eric Whitwell. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Good. I have to always throw that in there every once in a while. <laughs> sperm Sisters. So uh, this isn't Sperm Sisters, but there's a lot of sperm and sisters in this film, so I guess it kind of does work out. Uh, this is episode 36 again, film 36. Uh, we know it as Virgin Report, Virgins Report, even though it's Virgin on the DVD, but the book says here, plural, Virgins Report, uh, Young Frauen Report, West German, 1971, uh, sorry, West Germany, 1971. Um, also, the Belgian-French poster listed it under the title of Virgins and Love, as did the uh, Dutch poster as well, La Verige, Le De L'Amour, um, and... Uh, the let's see what's ob slash mfg they have it as defloweration <laughs> okay <laughs> just right to the point just watching people get it flowered uh let's see all the credits i don't go i'll, I'll go with the credits of war in the opening segment but i do want to talk about something that does pertain to this um this film was shot in basically over two kind of segments uh you see it as you watch his films um the first shoot was done from May 28th to July 12th of 1971. Then he did a bunch of films in between that and jumped back in again and finished it up for another five days from uh, November 22nd to November 27th of uh, 71. Like four months later. So, yeah, it's kind of cool. Like I said, you see, he started some of this when he was filming um, Christina, Princess Eroticism, also known as Virgin Among Living Dead. And then uh, other segments later on during, like, Slaves and, um, I think, uh, Love Letter Portuguese Nun, kind of like that sequence during the Dietrich stuff. Um, So, yeah, we'll go over the quick, wow, the synopsis of this is so fucking short. Just like the movie, actually, it fits. This is a 66-minute movie version we watched. Uh, Here's the synopsis. Actually, I'll do the production notes because it's so short. Here's the synopsis. A poetically structured study of virginity and its symbolic and cultural importance through history and the world today, from paradise to modern Germany, from Cambodia to Central America, from ancient India to medieval Europe. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, it it definitely jumps to all those times. Definitely. Uh, Production notes. One of the weirdest films Franco ever churned out in the early 1970s, Young Frauen Report, is his not-so-very-faithful contribution to the Report series of German erotic pseudo-documentaries. Uh, Virgin Report, School Report, um, Middle Age Report, all these uh, report films they were doing. Um, uh, centered around exclusively on the sexual habits of the young and beautiful. Uh, hot, pen- hot pensioner report or middle-aged chubby report conspicuously fails to appear. <laughs> The films decorate softcore cliches with a patina of dramatic record-keeping as straight-laced but prurient middle-aged male interviewers try to, as it were, get their heads around promiscuous youth culture. Shooting took place from May, like I said before, from May 28th, 71 to July 12th, 71, with further footage added in November 71. Location work was allegedly gathered from flying visits to the... Azores, Madeira, Portugal, Morocco, Turkey, and Brazil. The whole thing took just 38 shooting days in all. I'm going to say one more thing before I ask Eric his opinion on the film. Um, Let's see. um, Basically, like... uh, like some time-traveling greatest hits collection, Virgin Report gathers footage from the sets of roughly contemporary Franco films like Sexy Darlings and A Virgin Among the Living Dead, but also peeks back to previous successes. Uh, the heavily trimmed evil material looks like outtakes from The Bloody Judge and forward to films not yet begun. The skit with the Amazon women looks forward to 1973's Machiste films, while the African tribe rituals anticipate Devil Hunter. 
Uh, also, too, um, something about the shooting that I wanted to go over. Well, actually, I'll just, as I think about that. Um, so, Eric, what do you think about the film? Um, <clears throat> funny. Disturbing. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, repulsive. Um, Sounds like a day at work. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> it's, yeah, it was it was good. It, it, it kept me entertained. I, it was entertained throughout the entire movie. Yeah, it's it, it flows pretty quick. I mean, it, it kind of moves along. It doesn't stall or like hang out too much in one location or area, you know. Um, but yeah, I was kind of going to go over. Maybe it was something else that I had written down. But uh, yeah, no, there's uh cast and crew on this is kind of interesting. Um, you have uh, the guy that was played um, Adam and Eve, the Adam guy. He was a he, Hans Haas. Hans Haas Jr., he was a German pop star who appeared in Bloody Judge and X-312, Flight to Hell. Yeah. And um, then you had Eva Gardner, who is, we just seen as Dr. Orloff's daughter, plays Anna, a breast-fondling young lovely forced into a hasty marriage. <laughs> uh, that was the one we seen where yeah. she's in the bed. Um, also, this film marks the first time we see the rotund visage of Victor Mendez, a Portuguese actor who would go on to play many a butterball rogue in Franco films of the 70s. Who was the casting director in that? Who picked him for that? Yeah, I know. I'm curious. <laughs> Especially this as the beautiful woman's uh, anxious young husband-to-be. Yes. I don't know. He looked like something out of a Disney cartoon or something with his little outfit on. It's funny. Um, he was not young either. Yeah. It says fans of Franco's Virgin Mom Living Dead should keep their eyes during the Young Frauen Report. The two films are like sisters, both both focus on virginity, satirically in Virgin Report, and poetically in A Virgin Among the Living Dead. They also share numerous cast members. There's a full frontal appearance from Christina Von Blanc. Britt Nichols makes a brief cameo as a virgin deflowering herself on a silver dildo. The dildo will return to Sprayed Black for its next appearance. <laughs> Linda Hastreter is the Native American woman impaling her vagina on a broken tree branch. Oof. Rosa Palamores is the or, or, orthodontal circumcision practitioner. That was Eric's uh, favorite part. Well, I'll talk about that later. Uh, uh, the unknown Portuguese actor who sits outside the abandoned chapel in Virgin Among the Living Dead plays Ingerbord Steinbeck's father. And the actor who plays the lecherous old doctor in the film is a lecherous old monk here. So yeah, I'm gonna kind of like kind of go through the film uh, sequence by sequence and kind of talk about the different things. Um, starts off with titles. Actually, no. Before I do that, let me knock out the famous Franco list. Okay, so we got 22 here to go through, and some actually had appearances that I was kind of shocked that we saw come through. Uh, here we go. Okay, number one, body of water. Yes. Yes, we do. We have the pond, we have waterfall, and we have some ocean shots later on. Unfortunately, uh, no number two and no number three, and I'm not talking about uh, shit or cum. I'm talking about sailboats. <laughs> Is three boat. cum? Yeah, piss, piss, shit, cum. Oh, I never heard of number three. Yeah, well, it comes okay. out the, that area. <laughs> or blood, maybe before. I don't know. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, <clears throat> no, I gotta go number three. Yeah, I gotta go <laughs> real bad. All excited, I gotta go number three. Uh, so yeah, we have number one, but no number two, no number three, no sailboat, no boats. Number four, palm trees. Yes, plenty of palm trees. Number five, jungle sound effects. Yes, yes. It took a while, but it got there. Yeah, it was a couple, couple times. Yeah, uh, in North it. America, exactly. <laughs> jungle sound effects in North America. I don't know how that happens. You know, the jungles of uh, you know Arizona. Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see, number six, chained up person. Yes, there were some chained up gals in the medieval sequences and I think one or two other areas. Uh, number seven, this is a rarity, um, dance scenes on stage stripping. No, nope. which usually is like 100% yes. Usually that's always one of the ones that's thon, but this has a no on that. Uh, number eight, club scenes and dancing. Yes. yes. Uh, the end sequence where they do the modern German nightclubs and I think in the beginning a little bit too. There's those two sequences where there's dancing in the club. Number nine, jazz music. Yeah, there is some jazz music um, in this a mix of a lot of different styles. Uh, number ten, excessive zooms. Not excessives, but there is a quite a few jump zooms where I don't know where he'll just jump and zoom in fast, you know, and zoom out of, of places. Mostly during the um, Dietrich footage that he shot during um, 
Actually, I'm sorry. Take the back from the uh, stuff you shot before, Virgin. Um, I want Living Dead. Uh, number 11, out-of-focus shots. This is the funniest one, I think, because the <laughs> film ends on an out-of-focus shot that I made a note of um, where the credit sequence plays over, which jumps ahead to uh, end credits, yes or no, yes, but the end credits plays over a out-of-focus shot for like a minute and a half or so, so it's like a, kind of a funny thing. Uh, number 12, mirror shots, yes. yes. There is mirrors in quite a few rooms, uh, especially the experienced lover with the virgin in the modern day times. He has the mirror behind his bed and the mirror over the bed. So that was kind of cool. Uh, let's see. Number 13, mind control themes. No. No. I don't think. The only, uh, it's kind of a stretch, but the fact um, there was the priest that he had to deflower the girl. Right. And, you know, the, he was like, oh, let the guy do it. And the guy's, no, 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 not without your blessing. We're, you know, right. she's, we cannot, she's a good girl. She cannot go that's without, true. you know, without agreeing with the church or something like that. So that's kind of a mind control. Mind control brainwashed. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's a stretch. It is yeah. A stretch. It's more that's like a, a religious, like a more of a half. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, if I think it's a stretch, it, it yeah, is, it's a yeah. stretch, but, yeah. but it, there is validity to the argument, but yeah, I, I think for this, we might say no, but, yeah. but there is some validity okay. to that. Definitely. I try. Um, yeah, I very much <laughs> always argue on the thing of that. Um, number 14, magic tongue scene. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Eric's favorite by the, by the guy on the, uh, actually the guy we're talking about, the experience lover, yeah, with, the experience the, lover. With, with the two, uh, with the two mirrors. Oh yeah. He was licking them nipples. Yeah. He was, he was do, doing the old tongue dance on those. Lena, Lena would be proud. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's funny cause this film's like a greatest hits. Uh, like I was saying of films that he had done and films yet to come and the magic tongue is like a pre Lena sequence. Yeah. He's like, this is who you're going to be with in about five films from now. You know, you're going to be <laughs> focused on this magic tongue. So get used to it, dude. Uh, another thing that was shocking were 15. No, for the red light. That's a yeah. very, very odd because dancing on stage, stripping and red lights are always like 100 percent, usually in Franco films. It, it, this is a movie about sex. Usually with sex, he yeah. puts like red lights or, you know, usually red lights are synonymous with that. Yeah. And you would think with maybe the modern sequences and I can see with all the past stuff, there wouldn't be a red light because yeah. of primitive times and cavemen and outdoor shots there wouldn't be a place to have a red light with all the that stuff but yeah but yeah something but they don't you know now here's a nice surprise number 16 uh two items one yes one no sheepskin rug no but you have since this is shot during the uh, urncy dietrich time period you have a masturbate with a c item and uh <laughs> it's during one of the um uh, ceremonial scenes, and I called. Called we, we and Eric were sitting there trying to figure out what 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 c word is it, and I came up with ceremonial statue. It was a ceremonial statue, yeah, and for it was, sure. And it was during the scene which he does later on in Mondo Erotica, also known as Around the World in Eighty Beds, where um, I think it's Esther Mosier or Studer. Esther Studer's is in the is in the um, is in the hammock, and uh, she gets deflowered before her. Um, wedding in that film and in this film the woman's in the hammock and she's getting deflowered before she could be a woman and, and it's very similar the same hammock I think they used in that they carried over to that because uh, we were laughing about that and then she's in brown face in this oh it's crazy and uh, yeah and they, she has the uh, masturbating with the uh, ceremonial statue that yep. she inserts into herself so that was pretty funny but we'll go <laughs> to that later um, okay, so we have that. Number 17, mad scientists. No. Yeah. Um, unless you go, well, the priest could be mad scientists because they're trying to brainwash the people. No, that's a Or the, the cultured lover could be the mad scientist because he uses the potion to seduce her. Yeah, that's called alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, then, but then the young, un, un, unexperienced lover also tried to use the same potion. He failed. So, he did. So he, he wasn't, did. you know. So number 18, fish tank shots. No. Uh, 19 talking parrot. No, no. 20 in credits. Yes or no. Yes. yes. 21 handwritten sign or anything like that. No. 22 spiral staircase shots. No for that, which is rare. Okay. So now I'll go through and just kind of go through the film scene by scene. Um, before I do this, do you have anything you want to add or anything before the film started you wanted to say or no, 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 okay. no. I must have just gone okay. through it. So yeah. I'm going to go through and if you, hear any part that is where you're kind of lined up or something you want to add please jump in yeah okay so we have titles at the beginning um then you have 
they're uh, driving in the city at night. You see all the lights and the buildings and everything. And then um, car stops. And man enters like a club, and he uh, asks young men and women, "Are you virgins?" Which is kind of creepy because it's a strange guy that yeah. just like hits this nightclub and people like and all the kids are like sixteen to twenty maybe and they're all like really pimply faced, acne with the greasy hair and this is uh what year is nineteen seventy one this was shot so you know they got the whole fucking just really greasy uh, yeah, they're just going out on a Friday night yeah. going out this guy's like are you a virgin yeah have you had sex before really is that true and it's like uh, uh, uh and he's like kind of like rapid fire hitting him with the things and they're just like uh okay and you know big yeah. bright light with a camera and everything some of them are like that's inappropriate like don't yeah. ask me this question yeah. one girl even looked at him and goes you again yeah exactly <laughs> like dude how many times are you gonna ask me you again and that guy was the uh director of the uh streets sequence uh director of street sequence um hubert frank uh i recognize his name from he does like some of the um technical stuff with in some of the franco films and some of the crew guy stuff. So yeah, he, he basically uh, kind of harasses these kids and basically just asks them a bunch of questions about being a virgin and stuff. It's really funny just to kind of establish the uh, theme of virginity and what it means to be a virgin and, and how it is important to society and everything. So then with that s- sequence, they basically do this whole uh, kind of voiceover thing where they go through the rules and what they're going to talk about and the virginity throughout time and what it means and religion and ceremony and culture and everything. So then they decide to start first with, uh, you know, since they're going through the history of virginity, let's go with something historical like the um, um, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, yeah, the Garden of Eden, you know, because there's such truth to the Garden of Eden. Let's 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 start with that. Let's show historical documentation of Adam and Eve <laughs> so, <laughs> running hand in hand yeah, through hand the fields yeah, during the same. So Adam and Eve, we see in um, the um, Garden of Eden, and the Garden of Eden is also used later on by different people i don't know how they went back in time to the same place the same shot it was weird the same purple uh flowers on the left hand side of the screen yeah they kind of look similar except now they have clothes yeah <laughs> so you see naked woman and man oh and that's actually I'm glad i already said that that's uh like the first uh nudity yes in the film and that's at 420 yep. so it's <laughs> So I was happy to see that. And you know, he's a big fan of the Virgin Reports, so. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and the next film we're going to be watching after this, uh, speaking of Will, uh, shout out to Will, is uh, Sexy Darlings and also the, the French title that is Three Naked Girls on Robinson's Island. <laughs> it's something he wishes that would ever happen. His, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So yeah, that's all I'm just gonna leave that at that. There's that's about awesome. fifty jokes, but I'll just leave it at that. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, so we have that. Okay, so back to Robinson Island. So so yeah, yeah, four four twenty get the first nudity shot, and then uh, so we do that, and then, and then it goes into this cool like black and white sequence, which Eric says looked like a shot out of uh, a film I did. Um, Simone uh, looked like yeah, that. She's talking to Yeah, so you have these four naked women or so, um, kind of. Um, doing sexual fertility rituals and they're like worshiping this giant kind of like palm tree penis looking deal and they're going around a circle and stuff and it's like black and white supposed to be like cavemen and the uh, the narrator talks about how basically uh these women are virgins so important stuff and you see these two guys fighting over the women and then uh the women decide who they want and they knock out one of the guys and they leave with the guy and then that sequence is over so yeah like it's a modern movie there's just like a bunch of little you know five, ten minute sequences yeah. or so that just kind of push along the story and the theme it just takes the same theme of different virgin. It's a report on virginity basically. So, so the next report is on Southeast Asia. You have a woman, a blonde woman that just basically worships this statue while this guy gets naked and punishes his, his body for what his mind was thinking and lays naked on a bunch of fire ants and lets him crawl all up his asshole yeah. and on his dick and everything. And, and uh, yeah, he got naked, which was funny to see a naked dude in a Franco movie and with ants crawling all over him. He so, jumped up real quick. At yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> he and got, up and got the, out yeah. of there. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, and then we have after that we have um, a uh, oh, real quick though. It was yeah, kind yeah. of funny that the, those guys were also like white. Oh yeah, yeah. They have blackface. <laughs> yeah, this white film has quite a few blackface for different. Um, African rituals and Chinese and just a lot of different ethnic Native uh, groups. Americans. Native Americans, yeah. they have white people or Europeans or French or whatever, just all in different 
face. It's very funny to see, especially when they're with like other black people. It's yeah. like, why would you not even have that guy in the fucking scene? It doesn't make sense, you know? And then the person in the blackface doesn't add anything. It's not like they're yeah. a big star or, or they have a special talent. I mean, it's fucking nothing. They were barely in it. Like, yeah. it was literally like you just saw this white guy that looked dirty. And yeah. then two black guys, and then the white guy just disappears. Like he's yeah, he takes his clothes off, and then like shows his dick and jumps out of the scene. That's it. That's and it. the black guy's the same thing. It's like why? Well, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and the girl with the dirty, she had like part of the uh, makeup was missing from her chin, and like her face was black, but her chin was white. It's pretty fucking stupid. Yeah. And I thought maybe she like ate during lunch break, and she like wiped her face, and then that like, went filmed, <laughs> and they like didn't check her makeup. She had just a little bit missing on her chin. They didn't catch it until after they filmed. Like. Shit, Susie had makeup off her chin. God damn it. Look at her cheeks, too. It's not all blended. God yeah, damn looks, it. She looks like she's just been sleeping by the river for a couple nights. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like, a lot yeah. of non-blending. They had blending on the body, but on the face, just they couldn't blend the makeup yeah. for shit. It was funny. Um, so, yeah. So then we go to a, a 1800 segment, Color Black and White, with Anna and her husband. That's when we have Howard Vernon with the uh, pulled-up mustache as her father. And uh, he catches her naked looking at herself in the mirror. That, that girl's pretty, pretty oh, she's hot. foxy. Yeah, yeah pretty, she's pretty hot. foxy and sexy. She's pretty fexy. You know? Fexy. Yeah, <laughs> pretty soxy. Uh, so, yeah, she's really, really soxy in that. Uh, so, uh, you have that. And then you have Anna and her husband. Kind of they're showing, like, the, basically the virgin uh, rituals of the 1800s and that. Then it jumps to about 20 minutes in. We're into uh, a naked virgin on a beach. And she's running on the beach and we see the the monk watching her the oh. monk gets so excited he just runs out and just starts chasing her on the chasing her on the beach that was such an awesome scene because was, it's, it's funny it's shot from so far away yeah it's like looking from the castle window yeah or something. And you just see this monk hightailing it down this beach in this monk outfit monk robe yeah just hightailing it after this woman who's running away from him on the naked beach on the yeah. naked beach almost a scene i like a Blake Edwards movie, like 10 or something, I thought of, or a, a oh, yeah. Pink Panther film or something. Really That's funny. hilarious. And then we have two, after that, we have some naked virgins that are sweeping, and it goes on to that, and then um, then it goes into a kind of an interesting part where they go into the witch trials, and uh, we see uh, Howard Vernon as the Inquisitor, and he's uh, trying to get the girls to confess, and then uh, he's got the cool, like, uh, he almost looks like something out of a painting, you know, and they're like, getting these girls naked and everything and stripping them down and torturing them and everything. And so, yeah, that sequence. Then, uh, was, it cut. Was ahead. that when they were talking about reestablishing virginity? Uh, no, that's coming up. Ahead. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right around here though. It's a little bit after that, I think. Um, cause yeah, that's during the, uh, uh, actually, no, well, we could talk about that now. I mean, it might be coming up ahead, but that's fine. So yeah. So oh no, I can, I can wait. Yeah, no, I, I don't know exactly where it goes into, but it might be right around there. So yeah, so, so there's parts where they were talking about, uh, um, yeah, it was up before the witch draw, or maybe after. But yeah, they're talking about where they uh, reestablish virginity by sewing back up the woman or putting glass inside the vagina for the wedding night so it bleed. Yeah. Or uh, putting uh, was it beet juice or. Uh, yeah, uh, some of that, or also a few other, or a, a sponge, a bloody sponge that was inside, like a fish blood or like a yeah, fish thing. Or, yeah, or they, or they would cut up with a fish bladder and put a fish bladder. Inside, yeah, you know, to show the blood coming out. Yeah, that was yeah, that was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you have for dinner tonight? Oh gosh, uh, <laughs> vegetables. <laughs> yeah, fish, fish phallic fish, vegetables, fish bladders. <laughs> Uh, no uh, tuna rolls, no. <laughs> <laughs> just cucumbers and carrots. <laughs> yeah, you know. Okay, so uh, then after that, we have a man interviews a man on the street and asks if he's married, and he's trying to get people to like give the comical response. Are you married? Oh, heavens no. Or people laugh, yeah. trying to like show that it's dumb to be no, married. No, I'm Italian. Yeah, that was the other one, yeah. Everybody has their witty fucking, you know, everybody's a comedian, and all these guys are just terrible, you know. If he asked that one guy, he goes, do you want... Your daughter, do you want your daughter to be a virgin when she marries? Like, what the hell kind of question is that to ask some dude on the street? Yeah, you know some what I mean? you've never met. He's yeah. like, hey, do you want your daughter to fuck before she gets married? He's like, excuse me? What'd you fucking say to me, asshole? That's what you should have said. Just yeah. knock the guy out. Yeah, he's like, no, I want her to have experience. You know, it's yeah. like, but what guy? Whoa, dude. Come on. I know. I didn't think about that. What, what, yeah. What's your name? My name's Eric. What, what's yeah, your exactly. name? Can we start off like that? You talking about my daughter fucking the one She's that I've 12. That you've never what met you before? Doing? How dare you? <laughs> you pervert. I know, fuck. Sorry, I didn't ask you. 
I have a camera, so I can ask you whatever I want. <laughs> Tell you, daughter, need experience. <laughs> okay, so uh, then we go to the modern times. We have a young girl. Oh, that's what the scene. So we have a young girl uh, that Eric was quite fond of, and uh, with, with the greasy hair. She didn't. She should have took some uh, shampoo from um, Sold Out Miranda and, <laughs> and showered her hair. She even took a shower, dude, and her hair is still greasy. <laughs> So you have a modern times of this young guy. He kind of sees this girl he likes. He knows her. He picks her up, takes her back to his place. He's uh, very awkward and, and, and nervous, and she goes in to take a shower in his place. And he, meanwhile, he has, like, porno mags in his in his house, centerfolds open, his bottles. He keeps spilling fucking beer, champagne bottles over, over his stuff. And and uh, his place is a total fucking pigsty. And then she comes out. He moves the magazines off the couch and shit and uh lays her down climbs right on top and tries to give her like two or three pumps nothing happens <laughs> he's a fucking limp noodle yeah and uh turned off to it she keeps looking around and stuff totally so she gets up and she leaves but i thought it was kind of interesting during that scene though because uh while she's taking a shower he's like trying to open a champagne bottle and it's he's holding it down by his crotch, and he pops it, and like the champagne right. comes out, like almost right. like almost Pre- like, like he number threed. Yeah, like <laughs> premature ejaculation. <laughs> number threed. Exactly. Yeah, but it was almost like yeah, he like blew his load right then, and right. then That's when she came true, out, yeah. and he just couldn't do anything anymore. He was just way too nervous. Plus, he had the champagne, and the other guy we see later has the same kind of a bubbly, and he does his deal differently. So the chick gets out of there. She's all fucking sexually frustrated, pissed off. Then she runs into this older guy who happens to. Do a photo show uh, with uh, downtown <laughs> models. No. <laughs> hey, this guy is an older guy, dressed real nice, like a dressed before his time, shall we say? <laughs> and he wears these fancy ties. I think he drove in a jeep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's funny. You pick apart certain things. His hair is gray. No. No, but anyway, yeah. So, so this older guy picks her up and and takes her back to his place, and then he shows her how it's done. He has the same. Same deal as that guy, small flat, bottle of champagne, blah, blah, blah. But instead of just chiming on top of her, he breaks out the magic tongue, which Eric yep. talked about earlier. And his magic tongue gets working all over. Just foreplay his oral sex on her. And then they have great sex, and it all works out, and she's happy. And then that's how it's supposed to be done. So that was the uh, the day and night sequence, I guess you would call that. <laughs> um, so then we have that. Uh, then we have... Um, uh, the Roman times, and then we have a woman and man, uh, a woman with the phallus statue and slaves and the location. Um, uh, yeah, it was the, the phallus again. That was that silver phallus or the black one, one of the two. It was silver. They said they were going to paint it black. Yeah, it was black. Later yeah, yeah. One. And then, so in the 15, we go to the uh, Native Americans, a naked woman in the tree. This woman deflowers oh. herself oh. to the tree. Eric, why don't you tell me about that scene? No, it's just like, like this, this. Like, there's like this little stick, this stump sticking out of this tree, this yeah. little jagged, and she like lifts herself up and places herself on it. It's just, oh, God. And I think one of the Native Americans that stands there is Esther Mosher in a, an accredited role because she looks up and it looks just like her, and she has no, she's only in it for like 20 seconds. I think that was one of the Dietrich-era scenes, and she did a lot of stand-ins and a lot of that stuff. So, yeah, this woman basically puts herself into this knot twig or whatever yeah and uh almost like a evil dead before evil dead you know and then we have all these other two we have these italian guys with face paint looking like quote-unquote native americans <laughs> the only time you saw ethnic people was when it was doing the oh yeah yeah the stock footage yeah, there's so much from, like, stock the footage from the 20s 30s from like africa and like you know india and all these different places around the world that it was so beautiful and stuff that you could Very tell. beautiful. Yeah, but some of the footage was all scratchy and repeated ad nauseum over and over again. The same shots, we were laughing. And and uh, some of it you could tell the the color correction didn't match and you could just tell when it wasn't part of the footage that Franco would shoot. That, that was one of the drawbacks on this. That's typical for a Mondo movie. Mondo movies always did that when they use the exotic sequences, you know? Yeah, but it's funny because you see like actual African tribesmen and then it goes to an Italian in blackface. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're just like, dude. Like, dude uh, yeah, <laughs> right. It's like like one, two beats between it. So funny. Yeah. Um, okay, so then after that, we have, uh, yeah, that, I have that too. We have, um, okay, so after that, we have uh, mixed with stock footage. Um, you have the Native American tribes we just talked about. And then uh, the woman in the hammock that she's tied up with the two skull-masked men at the small statue. I had that written down back then. 
yeah, the ceremonial statue. Yes. So that she masturbates with. So yeah, so we have that sequence where uh, the girls in there, and like I said before, that's kind of like in um, Mondo, uh, uh, Mondo Erotico, or around the world, eighty beds. He reused that sequence before, uh, later on. That's one thing about this film. Like in the book, it said it's like a greatest hits. Pretty much every one of these little sequences, pretty much he uses in the past or it's featured in another film later on that he makes a movie out of it or, or it's a theme or a look. And it, it's kind of cool if you look at it like that or it's just a bunch of little Franco films. Um, other than that, it's boring if you don't do it like that. <laughs> uh, so then after that, you have the Cambodia, the bride and the priest. Um, I don't remember what that one is. Oh, they're all very similar. Uh, then after that, you have the, in Africa, you have the deflowering ceremony with the, each tribe member. Oh, yeah. That sequence I almost thought was, because um, before that, too, they used some of the se- uh, locations from um, Slaves and a few movies, Virg- and um, Voodoo Passion, that kind of that outdoor uh, crypt coffin. Yeah. It's like an outdoor cave kind of area. And this sequence of the uh, woman getting deflowered by uh, different tribe members, part of the sequence I... I kind of want to go back and watch Voodoo Passion because I swear that there's like 20 seconds of this is reused later in Voodoo Passion because it looks like that same sequence with some of the same actors. This was filmed during that Dietrich thing. Like it might have been an outtake or another shot that wasn't used in that film that they just used in this to kind of pad it out because it looked very familiar with some of the same actors in that. Um, that one was very odd. Well, you recognize that one black guy. Yeah, one black guy because I said, hey, I recognize that guy's penis. Because <laughs> you really don't see a lot of Big hogs and fucking uh, Franco films. So, see somebody with a big hog. You're like, I can recognize it. Well, it's like it, it's like if you see John Holmes naked, you're always going to know it's John Holmes. You know, it's yeah. like how this guy is. You're just like, that's not Ramon did, That's for sure. You know. Um, so let's see. So after that, you have um, uh, the monks. Okay, this is weird. So yeah, the, the monks with the girls sitting in a bucket. So the ass, the bucket had to be the size of the ass, no bigger or no yeah. smaller. So the girl would have to flip her dress up, climb on the table, and plop her ass down in the bucket while these horny old monks laughed and stared and pawed at her, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of fun. It might be kind of fun to do that at a uh, movie night sometime. Yeah. Get a girl up on the table and get the bucket just that right size. Uh, <laughs> Call it a bathtub. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it sounded so gross how you said it. Um, so then, uh, let's see, so then you have the old priest and the virgin girl with the farting sound effects. That cracked me up. That was one of my favorite. cracked you up. Yeah, that was one of my favorite sequences. Yeah, like, so the last couple films, we always laugh. There's, uh, Frank, like we were talking about watching these in order and how you kind of watch a director and we both marked that most films you watch by a single director so far. So with this, you see a lot of, um, um, trends he gets into or habits or things he gets in and out of. And last three films he's had weird sound effects so for like uh uh the avenger of soho or killer packs his bags he has the boing sound effect for the knife hitting the people and then for uh the last film um uh vengeance of dr Baboose, he has the weird electronic kind of spaceship sound effects for the old broken down 50s jalopy and in this he has a uh what is it like a uh, organ or like a like a like a, like a tuba or something yeah, like that? Some kind of a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a a, a a songy sound effect for his farting when he farts in bed. It's like you know, it's like that type of thing. That scene was just funny because it starts off with this guy coming into the priest, and he's like, "I found a a, a partner for my daughter. Like, I found a marriage partner for my daughter." Yeah, and the priest Victor goes Mendes. like. Oh, another one? There was just a wedding last week. And this priest is so old and goofy and just yeah. like totally, if you thought of old man in the dictionary, that's what this guy would look like. Yeah, he's like, I'm not as young as I used to be or something like that. He walks over to the guy and he's like, well, let her, let him have her. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, she's good. She would never do this without the blessing of the church. And he's like, is she pretty? Yeah. <laughs> so then the priest, he's getting yeah, so it's like all these things that are like, all these films are just offering up the women to be fucked before somebody else gets there. That's what this whole thing's about. Yeah. 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 That's just funny. And then the priest like goes in the bed with her. It's just awkward, man. It's just yeah. awkward. And he calls her a witch and she bewitched him. And yeah. Yeah. It was, it was... Yeah. Yeah. And he blames her because anyway, he couldn't get it up. And it's just a <laughs> folly of errors. And then, uh, funny, my, my favorite sequence is the Amazon sequence. Um, 
he does uh, come up here in a few films, the Machiste and the uh, Karzan um, films. Those two, he does like kind of the Amazon tribe whim. And this one, he kind of does some of the same look, too, with the black wigs and kind of the bronzed face and that. And there are these like strong female warriors who keep men around as sexual objects and they keep them uncircumcised until they're 17 in which they have a woman with long fingernails and metal all wrapped around her teeth like Jaws from the James Bond movies decides to do a oral circumcision on the 17-year-olds and scrapes the skin from their penis. <laughs> I'm trying to stretch this so I see Eric just cringing Dude. as the woman basically gives the guy a blowjob and rips the fucking uh, foreskin off their dicks. Eric, what did you think of the scene? God, I'm so glad I was circumcised <laughs> when I was a baby. Like, you know, if I'm going to be circumcised, I'm so glad it was done when I was a baby. Plus, out of the three women in the scene, she's the least attractive of the three, too. They have her with the metal in her teeth. She's like, like the other woman, like, it could be their mother, probably, you know. And yeah. she has the, but it's cool that they actually had metal teeth. Yeah. I, I did like that. At least they didn't paint it or. Or use some cheesy. They actually look pretty good. Yeah, she had know? metal sharp teeth. Yeah, yeah. She opened her mouth and her head went down, and they didn't show it. But you see the guy's reaction, like, oh, oh like dude. she went down, just ripped it from there. Oh. Almost like when you take that top of a of a lasagna off, like a the top layer of a real crispy <laughs> lasagna, you just pull it right off. You have the hot beat underneath, you know. Oh God, dude! And that steam and that blood, or that you know. Oh. So anyways, yeah. Yeah, so. thank you, Mom and Dad, for circumcising <laughs> me when I was a baby. Like, thank you. So next time you have that top of that lasagna, think about it. Got, got circumcision. So, yeah. So then we go to, hey, more seaside footage. Uh, Frank likes to cut away and show some beautiful uh, oceans and some, and some waterfalls and that. Then he goes to an Islam segment, uh, Arabia, where he goes to two women in the virgin test. The sequence was really interesting, actually, because it's funny. He shoots, you could tell it's like, uh, stock footage and it cuts to his footage and it's like these two women um, are up against this like yellow kind of an old wall and like a yellow street one woman's wearing like a green robe and the other woman's wearing I think like a red robe with some other yellow in it mm-hmm. and uh, she has green fingernails and she goes up to the bride to see if she's a virgin and she basically sticks her fingers inside of her and then pulls her fingers out and they're bloody but it's uh, very artistically shot the colors and it, it's a uh, a very gross scene if you think about what it is, but he shot shoots it very artistically and it, yeah. it, and it looks pretty fucking cool. It yeah, almost, it was beautiful. Yeah, it looks it looks really good. Um, and then after that, it pretty much cuts to the ending of the modern f- sequence where we go back to the nightclub and we have some dancing footage, which helps. Uh, and there's like a night disco. He goes to like a disco club and does interview people, ask them their virgins again, and same people. Oh, it's you again. You know, get the fuck out of here, the camera. It's <laughs> that pervert. It's like, yeah, I'm trying to go out and have a good time. We got some old guy asking us if we fucked people before, like on camera for a mom and dad to see. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna fucking tell you whose dick I sucked. You know, fuck you, get the fuck out of here. So, yeah. hi dad. I know exactly. Hi dad. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not a virgin. Exactly. Yeah, Susie and me fucked. Oh, really? A good, good to know. You know. I'm sure everybody that you know that sees this movie now knows that too. Very nice. And then we cut to more, uh, of course we have narration going through this whole film. So then we have a, the ending narration uh, that talks about love and sex and everything. And then we see another outdoor frolic of the nude, except we have the girl Christina Von, Blanc, uh, Christina Von Blanc and uh, the Hans Haas Jr. guy um, from the beginning, I think. And then he's playing a different part at the end where they're just running naked through the same... Um, a Garden of Eden sequence, uh, but it's two different actors and they're running naked and then it just kind of cuts to the credits, it pans to the flower, goes out of uh, goes out of focus and then it cuts to the credits and it rolls over that and that's the end of that. Um, we watched the shorter version. There's a 66-minute version and a 78-minute version. Uh, it says difference affects four scenes. Um, longer version, sequence in which Maria is caught fawning herself by her father, I guess in the mirror, continues for an additional 3 minutes 45 seconds. Um, the Roman abduction scene is 50 seconds longer. There's an additional 5.5 minutes pertaining to sexual rights in tribal African culture, including a great deal more stock footage. <laughs> uh, we have the climatic class between Christina von Blanc and Hanhaus Jr. is 2.5 minutes longer with additional dialogue underlining the romantic mood. However, there's still not the whole story. Um, in April 72 the German board of 
film certification asked for major cuts, the content of which has not yet surfaced elsewhere. During their medieval torture sequence, showing naked virgins strapped on a rack, the falling images were removed, the squeezing of nipples with a pair of pliers, the cutting of a bloodline on the naked body of a girl, the image of an iron plier pressed around the mutilated body of a girl, and medium close-up of female bodies with mutilated nipples. Furthermore, in the present day seduction episode, two shots were removed in which the older man fondles the girl's pubic area during intercourse. The Cambodia sequence, a close-up of a girl's vagina was removed before the priest penetrates her with the long, sharp fingernails. During the deflowration sequence of the white girl by the black chief, a shot of the girl's vagina seen between the man's thighs were removed. The episode with the priest and the virgin, shots were removed in which she's seen performing fellatio under the blanket, while the following images of her touching the men's genitals were shortened. And also you see... Blood coming out of the woman's steel teeth. No, I just added the last oh, one for dude. Eric. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, dude. And you see, yeah, you see skin hanging out of her metal teeth. No. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so, ladies, if you want to go pick up Eric, if you meet him, wear some metal teeth and talk to him because he's into those braces, I guess. So. There, there was another scene, though, too, that was, like, real abrasive. I was just like, oh, God. Yeah. It was, uh, it was the North American tribe, the Indians, okay. and uh, it was, like, there's a real beautiful sequence where she takes a ceremonial like knife. Oh yeah, I forgot like, about that. Under the waterfall, good call. Yeah, and like yeah, oh, she God. walks down to this beautiful waterfall with this inspirational music just playing in the background. This giant like knife that you cut like like Rambo knife. Yeah, yeah, like a, a Rambo giant, knife, a giant hunting knife. Yeah, yeah, and then she proceeds to to cut her hymen with it as she's being watched by all these Indian tribe members. Yeah, over the rocks. And it, yeah, it seems really beautiful. Like, man, she's wearing this like thing. She goes to the waterfall, and but the knife goes under the water and she comes up. You're just like, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Up. Yeah, it's like, wow. <laughs> like she just went in there and cut herself open. Like that's just, oh. Oh, with the inspirational music and beautiful waterfall backdrop. Wow, it's funny. We keep we keep hitting the um, um, Clockwork Orange like kind of stuff with all of his movies in this time frame. And here's another one. Music, unremarkable orchestra mulch from MOR composer and German TV mainstay Rolf Brauer. A speeded up piano plays the William Tell Overture over a marital sex scene in a comedic echo of the recently released A Clockwork Orange, which opened on West Germany in March 23rd of 72. Young Virgin Report opened on April 28th of 72, leaving just enough time for Franco, or more likely a German dumbing supervisor, to slip in this little homage. <laughs> That's interesting. That, that one film, too, how yeah. it connects the last two. So it's almost like a thing between him and Kubrick or something. Yeah. That's interesting. I was thinking it was they borrowed it from him, but he might have borrowed it from there. That's that's pretty cool. He just got it out quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just saw that and threw that little part in there. So I don't know. I mean... It's a Mondo film. It's it's fun, but it's not nothing remarkable. It's uh, this is the second time I've seen it. Um, I don't know. It's I don't think it's anything fantastic, no. but it's it's but it's not trash either. You know, I mean, like like Eric said, it's it's something playing the background, just kind of watch occasionally. You don't have to pay attention to it. Yeah. You know, it's just fodder. You know, it was also kind of interesting though to see like when we were watching, we we're like, oh wait, this must have been around the Dietrich times because. Yeah. All of a sudden, you would see the zooms in on the pussy. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. when you started seeing those coming, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this was shot around the Dietrich times. Yeah, that seemed to be a staple of the Dietrich era. Yeah, the Bronner stuff wasn't as zoom friendly on the vagina, and the Dietrich was more. Let's let's, let's see a little closer. Let's yeah. get a little bit closer. So yeah, I'm yeah. paying. I'm paying for this. I don't want to see some lips. Exactly. See some lips here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, zoom into four. Don't stop at two. Go the extra couple steps, and I want to see a little bit more. So yeah, so I don't know. I mean, for us completists, it's something to watch, something to have. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not pining for it to come out on Blu-ray or anything, unless they have the full version, the 66-minute version. I don't know. 66, 73, I think this this version's fine enough. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the one I watched is off a legit uh, image DVD that was put out in uh, maybe 2003, probably. Um it's weird too. It's one thirty-three one. It's like full screen uh, German with English subtitles. Sixty-seven minutes. Um, yeah, decent, decent print. Doesn't look anything bad. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, anything in closing you want to say or no? no that's, it that's it. Yeah. So well, after this, uh, oh, I will say this: you can get a hold of us at FrancoObserver at Yahoo dot com. You can find us on Facebook at Franco Observer Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at the Franco Observer Podcast. We're always putting up new content daily. 
on those two sites, and I'll also let you know when the episodes drop. But if you're a fan of the show, you already know they drop every Wednesday morning. Uh, hump Day, a lot of humping going on, especially with this film, <laughs> Virgil Report. This was a film made before the humping begins, so this is a will be filmed on a Tuesday, pre-hump day. So yeah, Virgil Report is pre-hump day. Um, let's see. Also, please download the, uh, each each episode and subscribe, so it's all there waiting for you in your inbox. Uh, we're basically on so much now. Um, Apple Podcast is basically we have our number one. Um, uh, our listeners, I'd say the majority listen through Apple Podcasts first and Spotify second. Uh, Chrome and then uh, Podcast Addict is good one for us and Overcast, iTunes. Um, and then, yeah, then we have uh, Stitcher, Amazon Music Now, YouTube. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Radio Public. Um, so, yeah, I noticed everybody's been listening on those uh, about 12 different platforms, Overcast as well. So thank you very much for that. Um, yeah, download, subscribe, all that good shit. Tell everybody about us. And um, next for the next episode, which is, uh, let's see what's next. Episode 37 is, uh, yeah, Three Girls on Robinson's Island. <laughs> so I think Uncle Will is going to be pretty excited about that. So well, I, guess, I guess it kind of depends on the age of them, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately for Mr. Robinson. <laughs> I, I got to look to see if it said girls or women to, to kind of see him. Make sure that's good. Not like uh, Love Letters of Portuguese Nun, where the girl's 16 oh, in the movie. Yeah, you got to be careful of that. So. All righty. Well, with those last words. <laughs> beautiful nights. Beautiful nights for you, the underage girls. <laughs>